there's not a light right now at the end of this tunnel that I can see. That was Chuck Jones, CEO of Harbor Health on March 20th, 2020. Here's Chuck Jones on March 11th, 2021. What we're doing right now is just, I just have to say, is it's one of the most exciting times that I've had in community health in my professional life period. What a difference a year makes. Today, the view from one community health center back from the brink and adjusting to a new normal. From the studio at the Leonard Davis Institute at the University of Pennsylvania, I'm Dan Gorenstein, and this is Tradeoffs. We invited Chuck back on the show today to tell us how he and Harbor Health are doing one year since our first interview. Last March, Chuck and his board had just decided to furlough more than 100 staff and close one of the five community health centers that Harbor runs in Boston and Cape Cod. As COVID hit, Harbor was providing medical, behavioral health, and dental care to more than 30,000 patients, many who are low income. So Chuck, when we first talked to you, you said that you were at about a third of your usual patient load and that you were on track to lose like a million and a half dollars a month. If this were a checkup, how is Harbor Health doing now? Well, I'd say we're, I think we're out of the hospital. I think we're graduated from rehab and we are seeing some improvements in our health. And specifically, let's take stock of this, Chuck. Are all the centers back open again? Yes. How many of those 100 people have you brought back? Almost all of them. And then what's your monthly income like now? Are you guys in the black? You still in the red? Yeah, we're, we are slightly in the black on a month-to-month basis. We're relatively stable. Like, I'm not looking at, some, at falling off a cliff anytime in the near future, which is uh, a low bar for comfort, but uh, it feels, feels nice to be there as opposed to where we were a while ago. Harbor Health is one of 1,400 health centers, often called federally qualified health centers, and are core to the nation's medical safety net. The centers provide services to 30 million patients, nearly half who live in poverty. Thanks to a mix of government aid, getting reimbursed for telehealth visits, and even philanthropy, many clinics are breathing easier this spring, said a spokesperson from the National Association of Community Health Centers. And while clinics are on firmer financial footing, many patients continue to avoid coming into the office in person. Chuck tells me that's true for Harbor Health, too. The, the total number of visits that we have face-to-face are still about half of where we were before we started it's the slowdown in March of last year. But we also have total volume of visits is, is about where it was last year due to telehealth. You said this to me last year, and I'm suspecting it's probably still true. These are actually really telehealth. It's not a video call. It's a, it's a phone call. Are you happy with that? In an ideal world, all of our telehealth visits would be video. In the world we live in, many of our patients have bandwidth issues. Many of patients have technology issues. Sometimes our own staff have, have bandwidth and technology challenges. So I think we're going to pursue doing as much, bringing folks back into the health center and getting out into the community as much as possible, and then finding those areas of telehealth where it, where it makes sense. 
Chuck says, thanks to telehealth, appointments for mental health or substance use are up 30% from pre-COVID days. Part of that is likely due to the pandemic and just how hard 2020 has been. But Chuck also thinks telehealth may be easing access issues and the stigma that has historically left a lot of these health needs untreated. So in that area, I think it goes beyond convenience and it could actually get to a better way to provide care. To put this into a larger context, a 2019 federal survey found more than three in four people with a substance use disorder and half of those with a mental illness do not get the care that they need. When we come back, Chuck on the highs and lows of Harvard's vaccine push. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Chuck, I remember you talked last year about finding it hard to find a light at the end of the tunnel in all kinds of ways, not just the financial hardships, but this tidal wave that seemed to be crashing on all of us. Now we have a vaccine. What role is Harbor playing in this new phase of the pandemic? So we've collaborated with the Firefighters Union in, in Dorchester in Boston, and they gave us their union hall. We worked with Quincy College in Plymouth, and they gave us their student center. Uh, we worked with Zion Church, which is primarily Portuguese, uh, that many of our patients go to, and they gave us a huge sort of part of their church. And those waiting areas are some of the happiest places I've ever experienced in healthcare. <laughs> I love stopping by these sites and, and just talking up. For one, everybody is happy. You know, it's, everybody is, it feels like they've just uh, had a birthday party because they got vaccinated and, and they've been waiting so long for this. Staff feel great because they're able to do something that's actually solving the problem and not just, not just sort of surviving the problem. It's just happiness, it, mostly. There's a lot of stress on our side for my team because... Well, hold on before you get into that. So I'm going to ask you, you know, walk us through what it really means to host a vaccination site. Like what kind of operations, logistics are you dealing with? Three months ago, four months ago, if you had asked me, uh, you know, how do you pull together a vaccine clinic? I would have talked about it like a flu clinic where, you know, folks, folks come in, you have them sign a consent, they get the shot and they're out. It's, it's not that heavy of a lift. Uh, with the COVID vaccine, we have, there are a number of factors that make it more complicated. First, Chuck says there's the unsexy stuff, recruiting and vetting volunteers, dealing with liability insurance, rolling out a new electronic health record system. 
and juggling all of that while also running COVID testing clinics and telehealth visits. Then you've got all the people out there looking for vaccine. One of the toughest things is setting up a program that can be responsive to our local communities and provide the vaccine to our own patients and members of the community and not get completely overridden by the pressing sort of crush of demand for the vaccine. The Massachusetts COVID-19 Command Center said the state's website crashed Thursday. Thousands of others sat frustrated, unable to snag one of the... It's been a phenomenal mess in a state that's supposed to be really smart. Harbor's solution for fending off vaccine hunters? Go old school. No online portals. Instead, Harbor created a special 800 number and only published it locally. It's worked most of the time. Our phone system has gone down half a dozen times since this whole thing started because every time there's a public announcement uh, that, 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 hey, there's a vaccine available. So we hired an outsourced uh, call center who can staff up and down depending on demand and, and much more predictably answer the phone when, when folks call. Chuck says all Harbor needs now is more vaccine. They've got the space and staff capacity to nearly double the 400 shots per day that they've been averaging. But even with the logistical challenges, about 90% of the doses have gone to people from the communities that Harbor serves thanks to working with pastors and other neighborhood leaders. Last March, Chuck, you were choking back tears daunted by the heavy decisions that were coming at you like a mile a minute. If there's one story or moment that encapsulates how you feel now, what would that be? So really hopeful. I'll go back to last weekend when I was at the Geiger Gibson Community Health Center. That's the one that you closed? Yeah. It's the first health center in the country. So <laughs> I volunteered to, to go out and help that weekend. I signed up to be a monitor and then I got fired from that job because you need to have some clinical skills. So that's fine. I got to be a greeter. And one of my favorite patients who I helped was a tiny older Vietnamese woman and, and she didn't speak English. She had a very hard time walking. So I grabbed her by the elbow. I think she was about four feet tall and I'm six five. I'm helping her along. And she was so ecstatic to be getting the vaccine. And she reached up and went to touch my mask. And my initial reaction was, what are you doing? Don't touch my mask. But what I really wanted to do was just give the old lady a hug. And so just seeing the great smile on her face as she got vaccinated and, and sort of did her thing to put this all behind her, it was, that's like the exact opposite of where I was about a year ago. Chuck, thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to us on Tradeoffs. Dan, it's been great talking to you. Thanks for having me. Last week, the Biden administration brought even more good news to Chuck. First, the American Rescue Plan Act included $7.5 billion in flexible COVID funding for community health centers. The next day, Biden's team also announced 700 more community health centers would start getting vaccines directly from the federal government. Harbor Health was on the list. I'm Dan Gorenstein, and this is Tradeoffs. It's Dan. 
At Tradeoffs, we ground our reporting in evidence about what we know and don't know when it comes to health policy. But there's way more research coming out than we can fit in the weekly show. So if you want more research, sign up for our newsletter. Every week, some of the biggest experts in the field share their thoughts on the latest health policy research. Bonus, there's usually a good cookie recipe too. Subscribe now to the Tradeoffs weekly newsletter by clicking on the big orange button at tradeoffs.org. If you enjoyed today's episode of Tradeoffs, why not tell someone about it? Tweet at us at TradeoffsPod or leave us a rating or review on whichever app you listen to us on. Tradeoffs is produced by Ryan Levy and Christine Fennessy, Chief of Strategy and Operations Jessica Silverman, Operations Assistant Jamie Song, Sound Designer Andrew Perella, and Senior Producer Leslie Walker. The Tradeoffs theme song was composed by Ty Sitterman with additional music this episode from Blue Dot Sessions. Additional thanks to Amy Bowen, Amy Simmons-Farber, and the Tradeoffs Advisory Board. Thanks also to all our listeners who helped to support our work, including Lori Baranek, Nancy Dyer, and Jessica Groupman. Tradeoffs is supported in part by the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, Arnold Ventures, the Leonard Davis Institute of Health Economics at the University of Pennsylvania, West Health, the California Healthcare Foundation, and the National Institute for Healthcare Management. The views expressed in this episode are those of the individuals and not those of Tradeoffs staff, advisors, or funders. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.